0: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu podcast.
1: What's up, Fungal Associates? Welcome to the Completely Arboretum, the Patreon for Completely Arbitrary, the podcast about trees and other related topics. I'm Alex Croson, and as always, I am sitting here with Hi. the man himself. Mr. Casey
0: Grimm. the man himself. Casey, oh, I told nice. you I
1: had a uh, I had a Casey moment this you last did. week. You did.
0: Yeah, you should tell everyone about it cuz it's it's a uh, as as you say Casey moment. It happens to me like almost every every <laughs> event that goes on. What I happened?
1: Went, I went to a work party with my lovely partner, Lily. Yes? And I met a bunch of her coworkers. We threw axes. Did I tell you this? I went th- I went axe throwing. No,
0: but I saw that. I saw the, uh, uh, I think I saw Lily's photo <laughs> yeah. of it. And she got a, uh, a bullseye.
1: Yes. she's. She was naturally very talented at it. But
0: uh, Do you know anything about, uh, was there uh, someone who taught you how to do this?
1: Yes, there was an axe marshal. His <laughs> name was Scott.
0: Scott. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, one of my friends, um, Iliff, started a, a Portland group like, I don't know, eight years ago or something. And he would take it to different bars and he Hmm. would ride the whole thing on the back of his bike. He's one of my (laughs) my crazy bike friends from Corvallis. Wow. And he would make an entire like cage setup. Yeah. Put it on the back of a bike, ride it to whatever bar he's going to like, you know, do it at. And then open everything up and then people would come over and they'd like pay him 20 bucks and they'd teach you how to do it. Wow. And then, like, he was into it. I And then, uh, I don't know, I don't know if it's still doing it, but I think in St. John's, is that where you were?
1: No, we were just down here on, on Sandy. A little ah, little.
0: okay, yeah. On Saint, in St. Saint John's, he got a, a deal with uh, one of the breweries down there. I think uh, Storm stormbreaker brewing. stormbreaker nice yeah. yeah yeah so wow good yeah. for them anyway uh well we we're close
1: <laughs> it was very fun i i, I always thought it would kind of looked interesting yeah but i was like that's so basic and lame and then i did it and i was like okay i could do this yes! once a week at least
0: yeah it's really fun like it really is and you realize like it's not as hard as it looks it's almost just a like uh you you get yourself to a right spot yes. and then once you're there it's just dialing it in it's like, just physics yeah exactly it's exactly it
1: um but i met a bunch of her coworkers. Okay. And one of her coworkers said, "Hi, Alex. So, so what do you what do you do?" Um, and I said, "Well, I have a podcast. Uh-huh. I'm a pod- I said, "No, I said I'm a podcaster.
0: I'm a podcaster. It's very too. fun
1: to yeah. say that." And mean And really mean it You know that's my full time yeah, thing I love that you love that I um, usually
0: say that I'm like Oh I'm I'm an Educator
1: I have a, a, a Podcast about truth Yeah I do
0: I love having a podcast But I guess it depends on Who I'm talking to sure. Sometimes I say I have a podcast And people are like
1: mm, Interesting Okay
0: so you're one of them They
1: don't know what we are
0: I know they don't They don't understand the. I, yeah they don't understand Our crew Our community Our family <laughs> We do it for you guys Clearly not for these These other people (laughs)
1: but she was very nice and she said I I said it's about trees and she said oh I have a I have a tree a mystery tree in my backyard Mm -hmm. and um I, uh, I asked her a couple questions and she gave me some information and uh-huh. I, I believe I correctly identified it as a Don Redwood.
0: As a Don Redwood. Now, when you told me earlier, you said that you actually went through who can a tree now and you're like, does it have strappy bark? Yeah. Yes. It's a deciduous <laughs> conifer. You're like, aha. That narrowed it down just from there. You're like, I know at least three of those.
1: Yeah. I think when she said deciduous conifer, I, I mean, I could think of Don Redwood and I could think of the larch, but I was yeah. like, I don't even know if larches grow over here really. Yeah. Yeah,
0: they do, yeah. I mean, okay. well, we have our native in the mountains, but people plant uh, mostly the, um, I think sometimes the native, but a lot of times lyrics decidua, which is the uh, European, European larch. that's right. It's commonly okay. planted at lower elevations.
1: All right, well, yeah. I, but, you know, the strappy bark really, really... Uh that's what did it nailed it down for me, and I said that's that. There's a Don Redwood, and then I, hey. I started telling her more about it, and she lost interest. And uh,
0: well, yet yeah, that also happens to me quite often. <laughs> kind of,
1: so kind of awkwardly, awkwardly turned away.
0: Yeah, two two sides of every coin, isn't it? <laughs> that's the way it goes.
1: But it was great. And then another <laughs> one of her coworkers' friends wouldn't would just like chatted my ear off about yeah. trees. And I kept up, and I was like, I told you, I was I was the expert in the room, which exactly. was pretty cool. You hey. know.
0: There you go. Welcome. There yeah. are
1: people who know less about trees than me. That's what I. <laughs> that's what I learned.
0: Oh, I mean, after doing this for two years, Alex, that's a uh, that's for shout. Sure, yeah, as I yeah. say, true. Uh, funny thing, I did a uh, tree walk this last uh, this last weekend. Well whilst you were doing your uh, your shenanigans at your party and telling yeah. everyone how cool you are, um, I was also trying to do the same thing. But we were at Hoyt Arboretum. How to go. Went very nicely. We did a tree, a bud ID. So I basically mm. was like, "Here's the things you need to know to identify a tree by the buds, nice. just strictly." And it was this a, was
1: like your winter tree ID thing. Yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm
0: doing two at Hoyt. And so if you are listening to this right now, you're in the Portland metro area, or you will be along the lines of the 25th uh, of, of February. February. Uh, it's a Saturday. I'll be doing another one that'll be all tree ID. So first one yesterday is Bud identification, what twigs do for you. Then on the twenty fifth, that is gonna be uh the whole tree winter ID. So a little bit more in depth, but also a little easier. You can kind of take a step back, you know Mm. what I mean? Yeah. So it went it went great. So we both did a little expert, uh expert information providing this weekend.
1: I'm uh I'm pretty good at identifying bud myself. Whoa,
0: you guys, he's stoned
1: right now.
0: (laughs) Oh my god!
1: <laughs> All right, that's enough, uh, Casey. Alex
0: Croson, we got something to talk about.
1: Today. We do. We are here to talk about death.
0: Yes, we are. Sorry, it's not Halloween, but whatever.
1: Yeah. That would yeah, that would be a good Halloween episode. It's about would have. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We'll redo it. Mainline and Patreon are separate. We can totally do that next exactly.
0: year. Exactly. We're free, everyone. This <laughs> we're <is> freedom. Free. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, so we're going to talk today about how trees die. You proposed right. this subject. I thought it was very interesting because mm-hmm. it's one of those things that I've never thought about right and if you asked me I think if somebody asked me how, do, how does a tree die
0: uh-huh.
1: I would just be like so fully stumped I wouldn't and there's no, it's no pun yep
0: yeah, I didn't hear a pun I heard no pun
1: and I wouldn't I would I don't even know if I would know where to start I mean I, I guess like I know what kills a tree. But I don't know what happens when. Everything okay over there, Casey? Yes.
0: I'm sorry. I'm looking. At, I I I use this pin on a, a a PDF. Yeah. And it started writing, and I panicked. Oh. And then I tried to move this thing, <laughs> and, and now I don't I don't know what it's doing. I don't know how to get rid of it. Oh boy. <laughs> so anyway, it's just going to be there. Let's see if I can let's see if I can do this.
1: Casey is uh, Casey is in the midst of a, a learning curve to become an Apple user.
0: Uh, yes, that's okay. And in
1: mm-hmm. fact, blew my mind today when he. When he gently suggested that he might be purchasing an Apple computer. Uh,
0: Yeah, I might do it. I'm sorry for everyone who thought I was pure and and perfect. I I have flaws.
1: This is step two, by the way. Step one was using this iPad and getting used to it. Mm. And you kind of like it.
0: Uh I mean I've I've used iPads before. Just to No, be clear. Casey's
1: never used an this iPad. This is my
0: first time. Support the narrative. Sorry, Alex. Yes, wow. It's so sleek and easy <laughs> to hold, like a like a clipbook, but uh or a clip clip uh clipboard yes. but infinite.
1: What is this magic?
0: Oh my god. Uh
1: you're and then right. and then you know, I, I always forget that you have used an iPhone, you don't like them. Yes, yes, I do. But don't now you're talking them. about maybe getting a MacBook. And I'm getting very excited about that. So
0: then the third step, that would be getting the iPhone. Yes, right. I've also had an iPad. I'm sorry, an iPod before.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, who did in case?
0: I mean, yeah,
1: true. I I guess some people had the Microsoft Zune. Remember that? Oh,
0: yeah. What fun. (laughs) What a lot of fun. Um, We're here to
1: talk about the death of trees. And as I was saying, Mm -hmm. I think if somebody asked me that, I would feel really stumped. Yeah. And I think I would be able to answer what kills trees. Yeah. There's decay. Uh-huh. There's age.
0: Yeah, well, yeah okay.
1: But often often pushed. Uh, in a vacuum, a tree will live forever, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, that's um, a really good way to describe
1: it. And there's uh, parasites, like insects. Yeah, they'll we'll get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And parasitic fungus. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Again, that's decay, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, however, I don't know what... Makes a tree die, yeah. or how a tree dies.
0: Exactly, like what what is it that the those those things you just listed actually do? Like, what's the the causal physiology? Yes, uh, that's attached to that. Like I know just,
1: that kills it, but exactly. what do they do to kill it?
0: Yes, exactly. It's a perfect description. So I um, had given talks about this before um, because we, we wanted to kind of give some people ideas of like, hey, here's how trees grow, live, and die. Like, it seems very kind of basic, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, you would you would think a doctor, you can say, hey, doc, how how do people grow, live, and die? Mm. Then the doctor could be like, well, and give you like some succinct answer. You know, they, they do this, they eat, they metabolize, they grow strong, and then over time their bodies age and then systems start to fail and then they... they they can't continue you know, whatever you would mm. think that there would be some kind of not necessarily simple, but simplistic answer.
1: It's such a basic know? question yeah. or basic idea that it's it you like I think a lot of people might overlook it.
0: Yeah, exactly. You kind
1: of take it for granted. That is
0: the, that's exactly why I wanted to cover it today. Perfect. Because a lot of people, um, none of you out there listening, of course, uh, would think that a tree just lives. like They just like, uh, I don't know, you put it in the ground and the roots grow out or the roots grow down often is what they think. <laughs> and then the trees, uh, they're growing. They forget even half the time there are roots. And so people just do things to trees and they don't really think about it. So what I want to talk about is give a quick rundown of what that is. And I did a great little quick Google which is, uh, Why Do Trees Die? And I found an article by the uh, University of Tennessee Agricultural Mm. Extension, which is SP615, literally, Why Do Trees Die? Wow. And I was like, okay, usually, you know, the first thing you click on is, you know, it's going to be okay. And I think, let's see, when did this come out? I can't even see. All these, like, extension things, Make they're so difficult to, like, find a good, like, like number when did this when was this put out
1: they need to have like an overview page with all that information i just
0: i just want to cite it and like it's really hard to find but i think maybe in the early 2000s is when this first came out maybe a little bit later like the first thing it says is it's got a you know the university of tennessee institute and it says like 1914 i'm like this is not 1914 reference things from the 90s anyway (laughs) so um it's really a succinct overview and i was like this is actually exactly what i want and so i didn't i looked no further and I, wow. I am using this because um it's very thorough but very simple which is like my thing i love that
1: this is a one source episode yes exactly well, other casey, than, of course mine well desktop. yes your prior knowledge Thank and you. experience <laughs> that's infinitely sourced
0: exactly it's like this ipad it's infinite.
1: <laughs> it's computer magic casey before we get into that yeah. article mm-hmm. and talk about the answer to this question, how yes. do trees die? I want to ask you a little bit of a philosophical question.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: But it also might be a scientific question. Let's do it. Are trees alive? Hmm. Yes. Now, what is your defin- Why? How are you defining life or alive? That's a great
0: question. I would define that as the, the act of, of internal, uh, self replication and self, uh, um uh, a continuation maybe is that the right term where essentially you have one one gene and i'm going to stick with a single stem here just because it's it's simpler than thinking of like pando and all these multi-stemmed things okay so we're just going to talk about uh, in fact let's just talk about an alder it's because the alder is a, a good example of what i have in my brain when i okay. think about how trees die okay um so that tree has a certain you know it starts with a a first seed these first first two little leaves that come out these cotyledons radical goes down then you have a tree that started it is a single tree it's a single stem it's a single organism the genes are all the same throughout the, the DNA is the same, and it self-replicates and it grows. So self-replicates meaning it makes new cells uh, continually every year. Okay. Um, whether or not those, they can be any of the cells that they're working on, if as long as every year, uh, because this alder that we're thinking of, comes, it's a perennial thing, so it comes uh, dormant every year, then comes alive every year, then goes dormant and then comes alive. So, uh, well, I say comes alive. It comes out of dormancy. I shouldn't use that term flippantly in this conversation, right?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: So um, essentially, as long as that tree is doing energy, it's actually having uh, chemical and biological processes work that then perpetuates, self-perpetuates that tree, either by making it grow or by making it uh, remain uh, doing respiration, that is that is essentially boiled down when i would see a tree when i would say a tree is alive got it so it is every year it is doing something there's some action happening that is more that is the tree doing all of its action itself nothing else is acting upon it
1: do you think there should be some lingual distinction between the life of a plant and the mm. life of a person or an animal.
0: Ooh, you know, I think probably because they're they're so subtly different, aren't yeah. they? Yeah.
1: I mean, I I don't think it's that subtle personally. I mean, yeah. I I I um yeah, I I guess when people say that plants are alive, I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. I understand that. Yeah, but I don't think it's I don't think it's like the same thing to say I am alive and yeah. a plant is alive.
0: It's a yeah. I always have thought about it in terms of the trees and the plants being like um, compartmentalized, compartmented things. They're basically just built of different blocks doing the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, a, a human or any other animal. Most of the time is one big system. Like we're not we're not compartmentalized. Um. Some animals can be like, you know, if you cut a starfish's leg off, Hmm. it will grow a new leg kind of thing. I see. Um, But if you cut an insect's leg off, that leg does not grow back. If you cut a tail off of a mouse, it won't grow back. Now, if you cut the tail off of a lizard, it will grow back. But if you cut a lizard in half, it will not re-sprout four more heads, you know? Mm -hmm. If you kill one section of it, then the other section's likely dead as well whereas a tree is compartmentalized so if you kill one section one branch one root one thing even one stem oftentimes other parts of the tree are still alive and will just restart the process over right yeah. so yeah i don't know i think you're i think i think yes i think there should be a difference like what i think the greeks uh, at least the ancient greeks i'm not sure if still today have like seven different words for love mm. and each one's denoting like the love of a parent to a child, right. the love of a sibling to another sibling, the love of um, a person with their other person, uh, mm. love of a different thing, you sexual
1: know? love. Yeah, the exactly. The love of that, uh, that Jesus has for us. Yeah, this is, this right? is a thing in the Bible too. Okay. There you go. Yeah. yeah.
0: So there's like different terms for different sorts of love. So mm. I think you're right. I think having different, uh, different terms for life um, maybe it can be like life, and then there's two subcategories where there's X kind of life and B kind of life, which would denote these kind of different differences. Because yeah. I think you're—it's a good philosophical question where plants are just different, right?
1: Yeah. Just, I guess I, I don't know what the point of the philosophical question is, but yeah. it's something that like—who
0: knows? It's, it's I'm like, philosophy. Out.
1: Ah, okay, fair. But it's something that I'm like, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like the tree. I don't like the plants and and and, and I don't. I guess plants. I don't. I don't like the plants are called living things in the same way that you and I are called living things.
0: Right, well, it's a curious idea um, because we see humans all as individuals, you know? If two people come together, they mate and they put out another individual. That third individual is A, an individual, but B, is also like... um, Discreet like it's it's you know we have genes and bloodlines and things mm. like that. Um, but it is just a third person. It's not it's not like a continuation of the other two people. Right. Whereas sometimes uh, I I conceptualize plants like a couple weeks ago. Uh, actually, no, I'm sorry. In a couple weeks, you guys, uh, we are going to talk about Succession, and you asked um, a good question about when I said populations move out of a place. Yeah, and you're like how exactly does it happen? What what's exactly going on there? And I noted that it's essentially a a seed from a plant falls, and then that plant regrows, like you get a new uh, individual mm-hmm. plant, and then that seed will then fly out somewhere else. And you can watch these um, plants to seeds to plants to seeds to plant to seed move things around. Often I conceptualize um, the idea that the seed is just the means of the plant moving itself to another location.
1: The seed is the means of the plant moving itself. Okay,
0: yeah. So it's translocation of plants. We, though, because we conceptualize that third person as another individual, Mm -hmm. not a literal continuation of the other two individuals or of one of them, perhaps. Um, In this case sometimes because plants aren't so cut and dry where i'm like well maybe a plant just grows up like a dandelion grows up and then puts out a bunch of seeds and now there's new dandelions maybe those are all just the same dandelion mm. it's just yeah there's some other genes in there so it's got a little different thing but for all intents and purposes it's just the same plant moved over there so it, it kind mm. of makes it like uh, a plant's like Ooh, it's getting a little rough in here. I'm just gonna put out some seeds, okay? Now the seeds are over there. Then the plant A dies, but then it grows over there and it continue to go and it, it's another plant. But maybe yeah. like if it was conscious, it would just be the same thing popping up. So imagine we're like, ooh, my body's getting a little old. I'm gonna procreate, and then your mind goes into the next offspring.
1: Mm. Now, if but your mind is also operating the original yeah machine
0: exactly and then that original machine dies and then you're now over there so consciousness is the thing that kind of really fucks with everything yeah whereas if we were over if it was a plant where there is no consciousness then what's the difference i don't know
1: conscious life versus uh
0: at least unconscious life, I suppose. Yeah. Or, or non conscious life. Non
1: I think non conscious. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: The problem is it's hard to delineate that because it's it's one of those things where like, well, we don't know that it's not conscious. Yeah. We can just we can look at it and its consciousness is so different from ours it appears non conscious.
1: Right. At I least mean, it's the best yeah. way to maybe describe it. Maybe this maybe this whole like dandelion thing. I I, I sort of am equating it to sourdough starter, you Mm, know? Yeah, totally. Like, you can buy bread that is made with 100-year-old sourdough starter. Yeah. But it's, like, new bread. Yeah. But it has the... It still has, like... I don't know what sourdough yeah Yeah. this this
0: other life and then like even then you could look back or look down to the individual yeast and bacteria Mm -hmm. and then say yeah it's the same one it's the same genes it's the same fermentation process it's just continually working and going. So I think that's totally reasonable. And when you look at um, the the story of life, you see this with bacteria and microbes all over the place. Mm -hmm. So I got this tattoo over here of the tree of life, quote unquote, but it looks like this weird fan where it's like, well, is this, is this like, are we all the same? And a lot of people argue about this where all life is just the same thing of different manifestations, you know? And it just so happens we became conscious in, kind of thinking about all this but because we have our own way of thinking we don't conceptualize life as this never-ending thing we conceptualize it as our life our individual life, and then when that ends that's a discrete end and then there's another beginning right whereas i think if a plant was to argue it would be like that's completely ridiculous like i've been alive for millions of years what
1: Mm. and they
0: just wouldn't even be able to conceptualize the idea interesting yeah because if they're alive something was alive before them and as far as they're concerned one of them has been alive forever
1: this is interesting
0: yeah we're not even going to talk about individual trees (laughs) we're just going to have a philosophical discussion of what is death of tree this could always be part one you know yeah there you go so, the, the question of life and death is really kind of curious. I've thought about it a lot because it's actually, death is something that has been on, on my mind recently, not out of any nefarious things. Okay. Um, but just in terms of, like, understanding that there is some end to my consciousness, yeah. you know, in a way that, you know, you fall asleep and you never wake up. Are you afraid of death, Casey? Very much so. Yeah. It's like my number one fear. Yeah, in me fact, too. Historically, whenever I've thought about it, uh, it's always like given me this really deep, sunken feeling in my chest. Mm. Um, because anything else in in the world, even if there's an unanswerable question, I'm like, well, there could be an answer. I just can never, you know, get it. What's seven billion light years away? Eh, I don't know, but someone could figure it out. Yeah. Like, at some point, there is a there's a logical answer to that question. However, like what happens after death? There's no, there's no way you can't figure it out. Um, The same thing with uh, I think about this because of our conception of the universe and like the fact that it is also to some degree a discrete thing. Like there's an end to it versus it go on forever. Mm -hmm. Either way, two questions arise in my mind: What is outside of it? What's beyond it? And where, or if there isn't anything. Then and it does go on forever. Then what? Right. How?
1: Uh, <laughs> is the the idea though is that it's like it's it's and this is a tangent on a tangent on a tangent. Officially, yes. But the idea is that it's ever expanding. That's how it goes on forever. It's not right. like you know. It's just like growing faster than
0: we could possibly catch up to yeah, see what's at the end. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that. Yeah. And that. Which, which means that around. there is
1: something outside of it.
0: Right. I don't know. So that is uh, that kind of thing. Whereas with Einstein, it like he was like, "Ooh, curious." I'm just like, uh, it "Freaks me out, man." Yeah. That in death, those are the two things that that keep me up at night if I start to think about wow. them. So I have to I have to stop thinking about them because those are unanswerable questions. Yeah. What about you, Alex? I've talked all about it.
1: Um. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not afraid of being dead, I'm just afraid of dying. Oh. I I think a lot about it, like, I'm afraid of, like, dying in pain, uh-huh. or, like, an accident, yeah. or disease, like, that would be terrible. I watched my mother die of cancer, and that was fucking horrific. Yeah. Um. You know, my dad has dementia and heart failure, and that's pretty fucking horrific. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There are just like so many awful ways to die. Mm-hmm. I, I wish for myself that I can live, live to a, a long, live to a, 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 a an old age mm-hmm. and just pass away peacefully in my sleep.
0: Oh uh, yeah. That's yeah. I,
1: that's ideal.
0: I think probably. Yeah. That would be a nice way for everyone.
1: <laughs> yeah. I just got to like, I don't know that. Well, that opens up a whole other conversation <laughs> about yeah, uh, yeah, health right? and stuff, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I, th- I think about it a lot. I think about, it especially like, how random it all is. Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. I could die today, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, I could walk across the street here and a drunk driver could like take me out and, and kill me instantly. And it's all over. Um, I don't believe in an afterlife.
0: Yeah, neither do I.
1: Uh, I'd like to. I think it's nice that people can. It's a
0: great idea, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, man, can we get someone to work on that? I know.
1: (laughs) Hey, if if, uh, we give Mark Zuckerberg enough money, he'll come up with something. Yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah, the question is, would our consciousness uh, go into that? Which I think is what old Z wants.
1: Yeah. That's
0: the idea. But I think that the interaction... Is going to be one-sided. We're like, let's say I I perish, but I put my consciousness as best we can into the metaverse, mm-hmm. and you could go into your computer and be like, Casey, what's up? And then I'll be like, Oh, dude, hey, Alex, how's it going? You know, chilling, blah blah blah. Yeah. But I am not actually in that computer. It's just a uh um like a
1: simulation ex- of your consciousness yeah, exactly, so it's for exactly. me not for you precisely yeah yeah
0: but that's okay i'm dead who cares that's the other thing case you're happy and stoked because you're like oh i still get to hang out with casey Are you gonna yeah make this podcast?
1: yeah i i I, th- I think like yeah i'm not afraid to be dead obviously because like what is there to be you know people yeah. have said it's like when you go under for under anesthesia for a mm-hmm. surgery yeah have you ever been under anesthesia for oh, lots of times okay that's I, I've had, slightly yeah. concerning until I have context.
0: I think I've had I've been put under like five or six times. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah it's
1: great, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's you, and it's nothingness.
0: It's viable. Yeah.
1: You just go to sleep and you a half a second later, not even that, you wake up.
0: Yeah, and you're like, oh, well,
1: yeah, what's happening? It is no time. And I believe oh Casey.
0: Leave it. it. Oh gosh. I dropped I dropped my my famous Apple pencil. And uh, Alex just sweetly rolled over and got it because it was, it was out of my range entirely.
1: <laughs> but, you know, I, I uh, yeah, I guess I'm, yeah, I think about it a lot. My partner also is is mm. has a lot of trouble with yeah. death anxiety.
0: It's hard, yeah, it's a really um, hard thing. So honestly, to kind of pull it back in, the, the best way that I found recently to actually conceptualize this is to try to conceptualize it in the, in the same way that I conceptualize that plants would conceptualize it if they were to conceptualize it. Say that one more time. Oh, Alex. <laughs> you can't replicate it. I am trying to conceptualize <laughs> death the way that I think plants would conceptualize death if they could conceptualize death. Got it. Or, or I should say, if they conceptualize death. Got it. Um, because that way, uh, maybe it's actually just a misnomer entirely. They wouldn't even conceptualize death. Because death is like, it doesn't even exist. If yeah. one plant dies, then the seed itself carries the genes that then start the next plant. And the next plant's like, yeah, that's okay, I'm totally, I, I'm, I'm just a continuation of, of the, other, the other germ. That if you just take life as this little like packet, mm-hmm. let's not define what that packet is, you just have this little packet that's in one tree. And then it goes and then it starts another tree. That packet is now embodied in tree two. And then every seed that either of those trees make has a break off packet of that same life and then it just continues on. This idea,
1: Casey, is kind of what spurred my original question, mm-hmm. which is that do you believe that plants are alive in the same way that humans are alive? Exactly. Yeah. Because I don't believe that plants die in the same way that people die. Yes. I don't even know that plants die. I don't, I don't think d- d- calling them dead plants is, uh, I don't think we should, I don't think we should use that term. Yeah,
0: and well, so one thing just to add into this, which this clearly will have to be into a two part series.
1: I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, Casey's leaving on a big <laughs> bike trip tomorrow and yes. we're kind of cramming this episode and then it turned into a.
0: Well, yeah, well, we're not cramming it. We're giving it the right time. Don't, oh yeah. Well, I, okay. Like yeah.
1: That. I just mean we're doing, we're doing a last, a last few yeah, things before you planned. leave. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and and this is one of them, and then it turned into all this. Yeah,
0: true. Which okay. is,
1: I think, okay.
0: I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Me too. Uh, well, I think um, the, the thing I was going to add in is whenever I'm conceptualizing these things, I really do conceptualize it in a forest sense, you know? Okay. Where there is a system, there's a whole ecosystem that is perpetuating itself on the level of a superorganism, you know, if you really want to Broaden that term to yeah. some, to some extent, um, but I think that if if you're taking a tree out of that ecosystem and you plant it on the streets, then it can't perpetuate itself. So the the death of a tree in a city or away from mm. the rest of its ecosystem where there's no other new trees that are coming from it to me that feels that feels like the most stark example of death in like uh the most capital d death that we can come up with in terms of a plant life whereas if it is out in a forest ecosystem where it is where there are reproduction uh, or there is reproduction happening, and the the germ, that little um, in the undefined packet of life, is transferred and is transferable, then that seems like it makes a lot of sense. Which is, I think, Alex, maybe something that has to do with like the. Our modern cities and like how people get depressed really easily and hmm. like kind of see these things differently because there is there is a lack of that intense life happening and that continuation of life in the city or in a, a sort of not natural e- ecosystem. Yeah. I don't know. Is that S- sound sort crazy? of
1: reproduction? Yeah. It's like we things just end and then they're gone.
0: Yeah, and, we're and like, you're like, oh, Ooh, that's... that reminds
1: me of my job. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: yeah, or or rather, it's just that you you're not surrounded by a a continual cycle of of life. You mm-hmm. know, where we don't even I'm not even yeah. gonna say of death and life because I, I think life is encompassing in all of that. Yeah and especially if we are trying to define death in a different way then then there is no death it's just life there's just life yeah. and then new life and then another life and then another life and then whatever the previous wood that was built by the other thing well that just decays but that's a that's who cares it's it's over now in terms of that thing but it's still going right over there
1: this is an interesting idea Casey you know you've been writing articles lately and i uh-huh. think this could be this premise Of that people in a city are more depressed because they don't have a reminder of life everywhere they go. Yeah. I'm also thinking about, uh, you know, there's, there's a building down here that, that the business went out of business. Uh huh. And then they never, they just never put anything else there. Yeah. So it's just like this block that is just like this inert block of death.
0: Yeah. There's just nothing. It's like this corpse just laying there. there. Yeah. 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 I think that's, I think there's something there and I'm sure that I'm not the first or we're not the first to really have this discussion and think about it, Mm. but I'll have to look it up.
1: Or it's the first time you and I are having it.
0: That's true. Yeah. I guess in the world, someone probably has also had this, this thought. Probably. But I know that there's certainly ideas about having trees in the public area we've talked about that like has this effect on people Mm -hmm. but they don't really they can't say what that effect is like are people smelling something are they seeing something like what is it that that makes trees make you less stressed or what is it about trees that make you more um happy these kinds of things then i guess what we're maybe coming towards and what you're suggesting is that perhaps the idea is that it's the The mechanism is is just the reminder at a subconscious like cellular level of you know this this perpetuation of of life like, mm-hmm. um you can even go down to like the cells i mean our bodies are made up of individual cells, each one is its own discrete thing. When it dies, it doesn't, I mean, theoretically, it's not like, no, goodbye, and all the other cells around it mourn it. There's just like, yeah, this is what I do. It's a a constant um, rebuild, but then my DNA is still alive elsewhere, so the death hasn't actually happened. So if Hmm. we are ourselves super organisms built of thousands and millions and billions of different cells um, with other organisms inside and on us all the time then potentially uh, an ecosystem is also the same thing. So whenever we are outside of this ecosystem and we're seeing like just nothing living anywhere or rather we're seeing maybe things living but not being able to continue on Mm -hmm. then what we're seeing is is the, the lack of The lack of continuation of life. Yeah, this is a curious idea, Alex. Maybe I will have to write an article about it and see if anyone agrees. Maybe I'll just have to read some philosophy for a while.
1: Have you seen those photos of like uh, North Korean cities that are like, it's just big gray blocks for miles and miles and no trees. And and they
0: look exactly like just cement, very uh, uh, Soviet kind of is what the term I think of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's horrifying. And you you can bet that that's not a good, healthy environment for people to, to be living in. Yeah. And so I think there's, I know there's something here, but it's a curious uh, proposal that you've brought up of thinking that maybe this is the mechanism that perhaps is, is really what kind of uh, facilitates that feeling in people. I brought that up. Yeah, well, we talked about it, but you said you should write an article to describe it, and then you connected those dots. At least for me. Oh, okay. So maybe, maybe just through the conversation, it came to me. But I'm giving you credit because I never thought about, uh, I never thought about the mechanism, uh, and how to write it. And then when you said you should write it, I was like. Can those dots be connected? And now I'm trying to connect those dots. I see. I see.
1: Well, thank you for the credit. Uh well, Case, what do you think? Yeah, well, that's curious. Well,
0: shoot. Yeah, you, you guys, uh, you'll have to you'll have to wait. Cause well, I think we've been doing this for like 40 minutes already.
1: I don't think this has ever happened to us where we just never got to I mean Yeah, I I don't think so. This is our this is I think this I uh I think this is great. I'll tell you why. Yeah, sure. Okay. This is context it's real life this is foreplay for mm. the sexual event that yeah. is the next episode there you
0: go this is just this <laughs> is just me this is just me drawing on your skin ever so slightly <laughs>
1: you're writing like dirty words and guess yeah, what i'm with, saying
0: <laughs> with my apple pen right <laughs> yeah
1: no but i i think this is all great i hope this titillates people and i hope this uh gets people thinking about yeah. death i guess
0: well there you go well uh, let's let's wrap it up to and then set the stage for the next yeah the next thing. yeah so uh to to reel ourselves back in from the philosophy of life and death um let's assume then what Let's let's go back to this. I guess the standard sort of conception that you and I and most humans have. Um, I shouldn't say most humans because I know there's a lot of different um, sort of animism religions that think well everything has a certain spirit, everything has a certain uh, a certain life force to it. Mm-hmm. And then when I die, I just you know my life force is passed on. Like it, it continues through. A lot of people see that about having children, for example. Yeah. Um. So I would say that. Let's go back to the, I guess, maybe this a narrative, a standard narrative that is the individual where you have an individual tree that lives and then dies. That will be our framework because we're gonna couch this a little bit in scientific terms of how do you keep a tree alive? Or we talked we talk a lot about trees and population dynamics. You know, coming up in the spoiler for all you people uh, who are listening right now, when this comes out in the next uh, couple weeks, we're gonna be talking about succession. Succession is just how a forest goes from essentially not a forest into a forest and transitions through all these different phases of, of life. And structure, um, but each one is a plant, or many different cohorts of plants at different times, growing and living and dying, and then transforming into another uh, another forest essentially. So I want to talk about life and death of a tree because it's 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 you know it's a big point about it, and a lot of people are like okay, cool, trees live and they, they do these things and they have all these processes and we've talked about cambium and photosynthesis and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you and I were looking at our, our repertoire or what we have, Not our, uh, I guess it's not a repertoire. Our,
1: our uh, catalog.
0: Yes, of our catalog, thank you. And we want to do a couple more scientific things uh, and we've done a what is series before and so now I thought we would do a how do the- series happen.
1: Yeah, less about how defining yeah. elements of trees and more about... Uh, explaining how things happen in trees. Yeah,
0: exactly. Taking kind of the next functional step. Yeah. Um, but also taking, uh, like we've done today, a philosophical step into mm-hmm. discussing these things. Because I'll give you an existence. Um, there is, or I'll give, excuse me. I'll give, give me you, an existence, Casey. Uh, I'll give you an existence. I'll give you a. Um, you know, uh, by starting example. this podcast,
1: you really gave me an existence. <sighs> You're welcome,
0: Alex. I'm glad to have given you an existence. Before this, you didn't exist. <laughs> and he a was, job. <laughs> um so in this article that uh that we talked about at the beginning um it says that uh uh, the first indication that tree vigor is declining is that subsequent reduction in primary growth um, could occur. Uh, well, basically, it just says um, trees will will slow down, and they call that a decline in its vigor and its growth. Vigor, yes, which is one of my favorite terms to use regarding trees. It's so squishy, it's great. <laughs> um, but essentially, I was going to talk about, uh, for instance, that exact thing where they're looking at this tree. You know, this this you know lowercase generic. Tree and they're saying, yeah, young trees grow really fast. And then as they get older, they slowly decline, and they are analogized. They're saying that's analogous to kind of a slow death, like now that the tree, the tree is declining. Mm. You know how way back when people would say, you know, humans start to die when you're 22 or something like that? <laughs> yeah. And it was like, oh, my God. Like, okay, I, I, I get your your philosophical idea there. Right. But it's stupid and You start dumb. to
1: die from the moment you're born.
0: Yeah, that kind of bullshit. Exactly. So with, uh, with this, I was like, you know... That's just that's a that's a false narrative because there are some trees that like bristlecone pines that <clears throat> yeah, I guess they've been dying for four thousand years. Right. So it's like, well, why why are we saying the tree was growing for a thousand years and then all of a sudden it to like flip this switch, yeah. you know? Where I would say if this is one of the common things I say that some people kind of laugh at me for, but a tree is always alive until it's dead. Right. And I think that it should always be mm. be like growing and and not declining. Until it's dead, I finally
1: understand that case.
0: Uh, oh, that's great! I've heard you say <laughs> that, that before, great.
1: and I was like, "That's oh, a caseism." Yeah, but right? no, it has it has uh, uh, as most caseisms, it has a meaning wow. behind it.
0: Thank you, Alex. Yeah, that's that is what I believe about this. Yeah, so I think, uh, yeah, we'll couch it there to talk about how a tree grows and lives and dies. But we're not going to say, and if we do take it in the context of it's just a really good way to kind of conceptualize what's happening. Yeah, Um, We're not going to do it in the conception of an arc where a tree grows really fast, is at its prime, and then goes back Mm. down like a bell curve to death. Okay, This is going to be a constant up, and then when it stops going up and it flattens out... That is when the tree dies. It's a
1: plateau forever.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And so it's it's like it, it'll never go below zero. It'll Never go back down. Yeah. It'll just go up really fast, like an S, and then that S will start to flatten out, and it will never, or it it will always approach perfectly horizontal. But if it ever gets to perfectly horizontal. That's when you know the trees died. Very good. And so that's where we're going to do it. So we're going to talk about the the exact uh, things that go on inside of a tree that gets it to that flat line. But in order to know how that happens, we're going to talk about what goes on in that beginning S phase that gets the tree kind of jump started.
1: There you have it. Well, thank you everybody for listening to this part one. Wow, how exciting. Yeah. Our first episode of this new series is a part has a is a two parter.
0: Yes, which I think is a good one. In fact, I'm I'm really glad that you asked that philosophical question. Well that good. Really yeah. Set the stage really, really nicely. Me too.
1: Excellent. I sort of felt like talking about that stuff more than uh, the fine details of, of natural science today
0: <laughs> i'm not surprised alex i think i think that makes sense usually when i spring like uh intense uh, scientific stuff you are like oh okay casey let's do it <laughs> so yeah this is good but that's this is the whole point i think this is the the greatest conversation to have is kind of kind of doing exactly that so thanks yeah. for breaking me out of my shell well you're out of my rut out of well, my uh
1: uh uh, mold,
0: Breaking me out of my mold, Alex. Thank You're you. You're quite
1: welcome, and thank you for being flexible. And thank you for listening to this episode of The Completely Arboretum. We'll see you next time. We'll Goodbye. will see you
0: then.
1: Fungal Associates, welcome to the Completely Arboretum, the Patreon for Completely Arbitrary. Mm-hmm. I am one of your hosts. My name is Alex Croson. I'm alongside Casey Clap. Hi, Casey. Hello,
0: Alex. Good to see you again.
1: Good to see you again. We say that because you have been gone for a couple weeks.
0: Exactly. It took two weeks to do a sojourn down in the great state of California, which for whatever reason always refers to itself as the state of California. Don't know why. No one just says right. California. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't get state it. State of California.
0: Yeah, like you Do listen, Californians say that. Uh, well, at least Gavin Newsom does. It, like oh. I listened to a, like he was talking. This is years ago. I don't even remember what he uh, what interview I saw or why. He's
1: governor. Is that?
0: Yeah, he's a governor. Okay. Yeah, and he he was just he always just referred to it as and like. You could tell he was going out of his way, like he was. Yeah. It was a pointed the state of California, right? Almost like to a point where it's annoying, where someone like says it just to just to be like, "Well, here in the state of California, uh, well, now leading the state of California, it's yeah. like you It's like saying someone's name. You're like writing down yes. a bio. Yeah, at some point you have to say <laughs> a, a pronoun or or like a non-pronoun pronoun thing. I I don't know.
1: Yeah, I I interpret it as like. The the missing t- the subtext there is, I don't know how they do things where you're from, but here in the state of California, yes, it's very yeah. like uh, official sounding and like I guess so. I'm from here, the the great state of California. Mm, it's like it's patriotic. Yeah. I think
0: I guess so. I've always I interpreted honestly as um, like a pointedness to say um, I don't know, almost like like they wish they were saying country like like we're saying the state of california because yeah. we are we're we're above just right. california like oh you're from oregon not the state of oregon right like just just say no like i don't know it's it's almost like the ohio state university kind of thing is that like, what they say oh alex you didn't know this the ohio
1: state university
0: like capital t h e like they almost got the word the Copyrighted.
1: Wow. Because
0: they wanted to be the, like everyone. As opposed to
1: all the other universities in Ohio. Yeah.
0: No, 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 no. Like I, you, we went to Oregon State University. Yeah. So when you say uh, any other name of blank state university, you say, I went to blank state university. Right. They in Ohio, if they went to that state university, say, I went to the Ohio State University weird like they go out of their way like it's a it's a a point of pride it's a very specific um, thing no other no other place will do it the university of massachusetts nah it doesn't exist there's man. just oh i went to university of massachusetts
1: loyalty and pride in the place you chose to go yeah. to school is so weird to it me. is
0: i know i i get it sometimes but i think as i've aged i've kind of been like i just really don't care anymore yeah it's so silly i think it's like an old um it's like a, a fraternity kind of thing like way back when like if, even today if you're like a um uh what are those a uh, uh, boy scout like there yeah. are people who were boy scouts and if <coughs> you were a boy scout you're almost like welcome to the boy scout fraternity yeah you know? like oh Ugh. you went to chi sigma pi cool yeah, yeah. so lame right there so yeah i know i guess it gets you gets you something like oh you went to oregon state too you know what i'm gonna push your resume forward yeah fair point yeah which is it's i guess it works nepotism you know you got something in common i guess (laughs)
1: nepotism i guess it
0: works (laughs) well casey
1: uh we are here today for part two of a grand adventure in life and death yes last episode we were going to talk about how a tree dies like the technicalities of it exactly yeah we got a little off track I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say oh, I got a little off track. I got us off track. No,
0: no, no, no I, I, I resent that. Uh, we got off track. It was very much together.
1: Okay. All yeah, right, yeah. fine. I,
0: I'll give you credit for putting <laughs> us on that track.
1: Thank you.
0: Yeah, sorry. I don't mean to take that away.
1: I was the distraction, mm. but you allowed you, yourself to be distracted by me. <laughs>
0: You're welcome, Alex.
1: <laughs> so we talked all about our our feelings kind of philosophically on yep. death and what it means to be alive, what it means mm-hmm. to die as a mm-hmm. human and a tree. Yep. I'm making it sound more heady than it was. It was just I, a casual no, conversation. I think, no,
0: it was it was quite heady. I think we got there. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. I still I re-listened to most of it this morning uh-huh. uh, before doing this. Oh, and I sure. Also, still have the uh, I still have a headiness where I, I've even thought more <laughs> about it, and I'm like I'm like you know what consciousness is the bane of the existence. Like that is Hell the yeah man. Um, uh, I don't know the fall. There's there's some like philosophical thing like what separates this from that or something like that. Yeah. I in I part of me is like consciousness, being aware of death. Yeah. Um, as a specific thing, not an abstract thing. I think uh, I think it's what sets what sets humans apart, but it's also the thing that like makes us uh, I don't know, the worst. You yeah, think
1: you, you think that episode will will be our our uh, webby? submission.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, when we just discuss, you know, <laughs> randomly. Like, wait, who can hear this? Oh, there's only like 900. That's it. Oh, okay. Why are you submitting this? What? We
1: we have them pay us for a Patreon subscription so
0: they can hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, we'll only give you $90 to submit this. Or what is it? $1,999. Yeah, crazy. Anyway.
1: Um, well, Casey, that was that episode. This yeah. episode we are actually getting into the technicalities of how a tree dies, when, yes. where, and how. Precisely. I don't want any more preamble in terms of like death philosophy because ah, we have an hour of that on the we other do. episode.
0: Mm, no, that's fair. it's fair.
1: So I think we're ready to jump into trees.
0: Case. Yes. Well, so that I think the last preamble that we did was essentially the idea of death mm-hmm. and like how uh, how that manifests. I think mostly you asked the question, what exactly does that mean to be dead versus alive? And thus we had that conversation. Yes. Now I want to take it to that technical point. Like you right. said, so uh, essentially, we're gonna say the the tree is dead. And I know that that is like um, a hard thing to conceptualize. Like some people, what I told you last week, my idea of death of a tree is a tree's always alive until it's dead, right. and you're like, oh, that makes, I see the, the philosophical point you're saying mm-hmm. there. So today, we're just going to assume now everyone is understanding of that point of death. So I, uh, and we'll, we'll post this um, with the thing, but I found a great resource from, I think, the University of Tennessee um, that you and I have both read through. And essentially, it's like two pages of very... Very easy to read, scientific, here's how a tree dies. Mm. And it's a, what is it, a, a reverse chronological order is what um, what they put on oh, there. Oh, so it
1: starts at death, then works backwards?
0: Um, essentially, it says death happens when respiration ceases. Okay. Respiration ceases because there are no more carbohydrates being made. No more carbohydrates mm. being made means that photosynthesis has stopped and all the stored carbohydrates have been Uh, used up, Okay, and then they go through and provide uh, a few different um, things of what happened. And Alex, could you quickly, as a side note, everyone, don't listen to this. Go to our ClickUp and open up that that little page, Um, because unfortunately, I have a new computer, it is literally at another location, and then I will be back to normal. (laughs) But for right now, um, I'll have you look this up. and then read through the five things. They describe five individual things that a tree does in order of priority when it is living.
1: Casey, I need help. Where is it under Patreon episodes?
0: Yeah, Patreon episodes. Uh, how trees live, grow, and die.
1: Other related topics. Correct. Okay, one moment. Okay, I have a PDF here. Yeah says, why do trees die from the Agricultural Extension Service the University of Tennessee?
0: There you go. So scroll to the second page, and okay. on the left side, mm-hmm. it should have a list of five things.
1: Yes, I see this.
0: Now, that list is essentially um, these authors and others that they're citing saying, here are the things that trees spend their energy on. The top is the, is the first priority, and then the bottom is the last priority. Could you mm. read that out to us?
1: Yes, so at the very top, top priority... Maintenance of living tissue or respiration. There you go. Okay. Next is, next priority is the production of fine roots. Mm -hmm. Fine Mm -hmm. roots.
0: Very fine roots, like wine. (laughs) Next is
1: the flower and seed production. Yep. Next is primary growth, which Mm -hmm. is the elongation of branches and roots. Yep. And last priority is secondary or diameter growth, which is the growth of the
0: xylem. The water
1: conducting cells.
0: Exactly. Now that is, as everyone would commonly know, the putting on of growth rings. Okay. That's the secondary
1: growth. And primary growth is uh, the elongation of the br- of the branch the branches not the ranches. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is a long ass branch.
1: <laughs> it's not very wide but it's very it's like <laughs> miles long. Those horses have to run away. They really do. Uh primary growth being the elongation of the main stem and the branches. Exactly. Okay. Yeah.
0: and roots as well. Yes. So um so that's a kind of a it's a really unique thing. Again, I, we're going to post this uh this PDF so everyone can see it. It's just really simple and I I love a thing that's simple um because it just, it makes things very clear. It's one thing I love about Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. They're just like, here's a, the most basic kind of description we can get. Yeah. And it's not perfect, and you often have to, like, do more research into these things. But this is uh, a very, you know, it's well-researched. It's got, you know, good information. Great. So, essentially, uh, each one of those things, starting in the reverse chronological order, will cease the The tree will stop doing.
1: Oh, okay. as
0: it's as it's kind of
1: dying. So it stops the lowest priority first. Exactly. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. So it says, okay, I can't. Like first thing is first. I'm not going to grow out wide yeah. today because or this year because uh, I'm I'm stressed. Mm-hmm. So you can see as a tree is starting to die or have some kind of stress, you're going to see reduced vigor. First, it will not be putting on big, thick growth rings, which is that fifth thing on that list, the lowest priority. Its rings will get smaller and smaller and smaller. And that says, okay, the vigor is reducing. Then you look at the shoots and you say, wow, last year, maybe 10 years ago, the tree was growing really thick and long, big stems. But over the last three years, by judging how long a shoot is, so if you have a twig, Alex, you can see where the, the buds from each year Popped, left a little scar when they fell off, and then the new elongated section for that year grows out.
1: It almost—I think I've seen this before. It almost looks like a little ingrown hair on the on the twig.
0: A little bit, yeah. It kind of a little bump. It, okay, so I'm not sure if we're thinking of the same exact oh, thing. Oh, okay. It, this looks more like a ring around it. Kind of like, um, mm. uh, essentially, imagine a um, you have a stick, and then on the top of that stick is the bud, and the buds have scales around. Mm-hmm. The scales are connected at the base. So if you take your hands yes. and you cup them and you put them together as if you're like holding a bug or something, mm-hmm. but you don't want to squish it, then you would peel your fingers back and your palms are still together yeah yeah When yeah. your palms fall away that is as if those um the the bud scales fall away as the new shoot pops and grows out
1: they yes they leave a little smile shaped scar on each side
0: um no you're thinking of the <laughs> alex i'm so sorry no
1: you're thinking of the bud
0: scar i'm yeah. sorry oh my god you're thinking of Oh jeez! I just completely, absolutely confused everybody. You're thinking, At least you confused
1: me, which is not yeah, that hard to do. But, it,
0: but most everybody's like, if Alex is confused, I am confused. <laughs> um, you are thinking of the leaf scar. Oh, so you have a you have a bud that uh, is you know alternate, opposite that uh-huh. kind of thing. Those are accessory or, or, or buds that are on the side. Mm-hmm of the uh, also the term is auxiliary buds they're they're growing on the side of the twig I don't see
1: those guys often but what uh, you know yeah. we we check in every once in a while those yeah, are my those auxiliary, my auxiliary
0: buds. buds yeah every 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 couple months i'm like <laughs> He's a funny meme yeah
1: yeah this is that's oh, exactly right that's a great new term auxiliary for somebody buds. you, you <laughs> casually chat with every few months
0: yeah okay that sounds perfect
1: amazing <laughs> so sorry
0: uh no that's okay so the the leaf uh, that comes out when the leaves of December deciduous trees fall they leave a little leaf scar that is what you're talking okay. about where it has uh it looks like a little uh, half moon or crescent shaped yes often that is the the leaf scar okay. from a deciduous leaf falling away right we are talking about the bud scars which are the very terminal bud the one at the very very tip of a of a new branch or a new shoot that bud will fall away and leave a circular ring around the twig. I see it now. Okay, you got that. I googled it. Oh, perfect. Yeah, everyone else, take a quick Google. We'll wait uh, thirty seconds. Yeah, it's
1: like a little, it's like a little cuff around the yeah. around the twig.
0: Perfect description. Yeah. So if you look from that uh, that little cuff to the end of the twig, and you measure that distance. That is a relative idea of the vigor of a tree. Okay. So you have to kind of know, does this tree grow fast or grow slow? So if it's a Douglas fir and it's on a a good soil, like everything should be good, but it's got really short shoots or um, I guess we should use a deciduous tree because it's a little easier. A big leaf maple is a good example. Okay. Where a healthy big leaf maple could have a shoot of a foot long.
1: Before the next,
0: yeah. Bud if you measure it exactly from the end of the twig back to that bud scar, so
1: that's how lo- how much it's grown in that calendar year, exactly. Okay, precisely, or that that autumnal year, or yeah. That whatever? Well, you no,
0: know, calendar year is perfect. Yeah, that's okay. okay. Yeah, and then if you go back. Uh, to the I guess maybe uh let's go seasonal year so it grow, that's how much it grows in one season
1: one season yeah it makes buds every season
0: it does yeah every single season so in, in spring the buds pop open all the new growth happens the leaves come out the new twigs grow yeah then it <laughs> sets those buds in early summertime for next year
1: oh right 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 I the, knew this yeah I knew this.
0: The, yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah it's just a good review though
1: yeah thank so, you no so, I was saying that to myself really
0: oh I see okay, okay you did know that though.
1: don't tell me things i know
0: sorry alex i'm sorry i'm sorry i get it (laughs) so you can also go back and uh as a twig grows and gets wider those bud scales kind of disappear the bud scars Mm. disappear so if you go back you can probably get maybe three or four depending on how thick the branches are getting and you can say okay over the last several years i can see that this twig has grown 12 inches six inches four inches it's losing vigor it's losing vigor and Which remember it's dying. that's the exactly and that was fourth on the list so the first one is it starts to put on smaller rings mm-hmm. then the next one is its shoot elongation isn't near as long then it stops putting on fruit and flowers because that's a lot of energy it's really important because a tree wants to put itself out there and get more uh more breeding or it wants to do more breeding wants to get more seeds It wants to uh, put itself in in procreate as best as it can. So once it can't grow any further, it stops producing its seeds, Mm. then it stops producing the next thing on the list, then the last thing, and once it can't start, uh, goes to the very top, and it can't take care of all of the functions of keeping cells literally alive, it dies. Casey? Yes.
1: So we've gone over the how.
0: yeah. Let's
1: talk about the why.
0: Let's talk about the why. I'm so excited that you asked. Because uh, the thing with trees is that People don't really uh, often, I shouldn't say everyone, but many people, much of the time, don't see trees as like something that is a continuation of all the years of its existence. Mm. Where, and what I, I guess what I mean by that is that if you have a tree that's growing, um, remember how just a second ago we said that the bud is put on in the summer, let's just call it year 10. Okay. Year 10, that summer, in early summer, the bud is set for year 11. right. So all of the work then that goes, that the tree's doing over the next several months, the rest of that summertime is just storing carbohydrates. It's making energy through photosynthesis and it's just storing it, getting it it ready. It's
1: always planning for the future.
0: Exactly. The tree is always planning for next year. Right. And in order for it to stay alive, whatever it makes that, uh, that, exact year plus whatever it has stored for all the years prior Mm -hmm. has to be more than the cost it'll be putting out for the next dormant period and then the next year's regrowth so the tree is always planning for the future but the tree can only go off of what happened in the past
1: Okay, it's like it's almost like a business, like we're we're oh, yeah. using projections from last quarter to see how much money we're going to make this year.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Except the <clears throat> the tree is way better at making these decisions. <laughs> but I guess, you know, trees do go out of business pretty often. Hey, you telling me. They're not doing their they're not saying, "Oh, we're going to still try to maximize profits." They're like, "Oh, fuck. I have I can't make anything i just need to survive right now yeah but that's a perfect example okay where it would um when that bud is set again in year 10 as we just noted that bud is being set based on year 10 conditions
1: Right, so, okay, so it it is, uh, the tree is assuming, I don't like to humanize it this much.
0: Oh, but it's really helpful, though.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. The tree, I just want to go forward, knowing that I don't think the tree, (laughs) like, has a brain that thinks (laughs) this way. yeah. I'm just using human words. The tree is assuming that this coming year, is going to be the same as last year.
0: Um, I don't think that's quite accurate. It is only saying, uh, this year, I have 10 bucks to spend. So I'm going to put those $10, uh, or I'm going to put $5 here, and I'm going to use the rest of that 5 to work for the rest of the summertime. Okay. And so... But didn't you say it
1: bases decisions, not bases decisions. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's such a tricky... Uh, off of last year's energy spend
0: yes but it, it's not a projection is the difference okay it is strictly saying how much do i have now okay that's what i'm working with and then we'll react the next year let me oh. let me give you a little bit better kind of example okay um you remember when he had the heat dome a couple of years ago like he- it, it was uh oh, yeah what two years ago and the sun oh, shine God. the shun the sun doth shine <laughs> As bright as ever for like a week, and it was like 110, 15 degrees, something like that. That stressed out a lot of trees. Yeah. And all of them basically said, oh, damn, this was a hard year. They still set their buds, but they set their buds based on those conditions. So then the next year, they grew very small. Like a lot of plants basically just went and just kind of just barely struggled to put on a little bit of energy because they put all of their energy towards keeping themselves alive. So they didn't have time to put on those growth rings, the shoot elongation, anything like that. They just tried to stay alive. So then the year after that, you see the tree's response. So every time you see a tree in year whatever, the present year, you are seeing its reaction to the previous year's conditions. I gotcha. So then uh, last year, for example, now the year after the Big Heat Dome, we had a spring that lasted until like, june like it was it was great conditions for trees like it was low temperatures but high enough that nothing was freezing everything started to grow out and there was plenty of rain the Mm. entire spring so then this year rather i guess this would have been the previous summer that just ended all of those trees just grew incredibly and they put on some Big-time growth because they just had the banner, banner year. I see. So then this coming season, they're going to be responding to that thing last year.
1: Because they're using last year's resources,
0: right? Exactly. Okay. That's a better way. Yeah, it's not a projection forward. It's how much do I have right now? Great. I uh, This is how much I can do next year. I got you. So... If a tree is dying, then essentially all of those uh, in many subsequent years, something is having an effect on it, and the effect is either a lower, lowering of how many nutrients it has, of how much water it has. Mm-hmm. It could be an insect or some other kind of uh, physical damage that happens to it.
1: A uh, maybe a, f- a fungus or um, exactly a parasitic uh, parasitic fungus. Is yeah. You, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's perfect. And that would be of? like a rot things. or
1: something like yeah,
0: a, uh, armillaria, um, yeah, something that the tree is still alive, but the fungus is actively eating it, yeah, and living yeah, yeah. Off of
1: that's what I'm imagining, it. It. exactly.
0: Parasitic fungus, you had it oh, perfect, okay, yeah. Why don't exactly I doubt right.
1: myself, Casey. Yeah, no.
0: yeah, yeah. No. I'm You're a little self conscious
1: about my tree knowledge, and so anytime I know what fair. I'm saying, I say it, and then I'm like,
0: well, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know exactly what you mean, Alex. Awful. It's like I, I get up here on this microphone and I say things, and then I, I look back and I'm like, they're listening. People are listening to this still.
1: <laughs> Yours is to a different degree, though. You, <laughs> I guess maybe. You're like 10, you know, levels up, and you're still doing that? Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm down okay. here where the pressures are more... Well, maybe the pressure isn't so immense, because I've yeah. built this reputation as the dolt, <laughs> and you have... <laughs> dolt. You have the reputation uh, of the
0: genius. Yeah, okay. Right? Thank you. Wow, that's sweet of you. Yeah. So, I'm smart in other ways. Y- you are. You are. Exactly. Um, so... <laughs> um sorry for that that's beautiful alex you never apologize all right <clears throat> so where so basically um a tree starts to die three years ago
1: wow okay
0: and this is um usually the easiest way to see this and one of the biggest ways in the urban area is soil compaction or soil damage where uh fine root growth i think that was number two on that list yes So fine root growth is basically the tree's ability to take all of the nutrients and use them and and start like actually getting everything that it needs. So a fine root is something like, I don't know, half the size of your hair. Like it's some tiny little thing. These are
1: those little like tendrils that come off of the the tap roots. Yes. Right.
0: Well, not no, because tap roots don't really exist. It's the long Mm. roots that are growing
1: out. I'm sorry
0: that's okay isn't there a taproot at the very very beginning we don't Um, have
1: to get into this now
0: oh but we should it's important Uh, it's like the the
1: cotyledon of the root world exactly
0: yeah it's the very first one that grows down yes and so when you hold a tiny tree there's this long root growing down but the tree is six inches tall and the root is six inches so everyone thinks that's what it's going to look like
1: oh and the root stays six inches exactly
0: because then it starts to go it goes down (sighs) and then roots come out laterally and then essentially that first root that's growing down either branches and curves and goes out as well or keeps going down if there's a little bit of water mm-hmm. but once it finds enough of what it needs it doesn't go down any further okay it's so like three to four feet is it
1: so all of these tattoos yeah with the huge reflected root system yeah those are all just really small trees Th-
0: yes those are either very small trees <laughs> or it's a, a artist rendition of a hopeful thing that just simply does not exist yeah, the easiest way um, to imagine that is essentially the tree growing up and like you said, the root staying the same size or the same depth, but then getting yeah. bigger going out. Right. Those, But either way, if it is a taproot, still, you're not wrong. When you do see that little tiny seedling with that big taproot, all the root hairs are those little tiny things that are coming off. So you're still 100% right. It just happens that when the tree gets big, those taproots are now uh lateral roots that are really big those are the ones that are lifting sidewalks and that you see and you're like whoa it's a huge root you don't see the root hairs those are these teeny tiny tendrils that grow up into the the really lovely cushy soil those are the ones that make the contact in the buddy system with the fungus those are the ones that come and go almost every single year where they will grow up live for a little while and then maybe it gets a little too hot maybe it gets a little too dry then they say eh," and then they die away okay and the next when the conditions are right new little root hairs grow up
1: these these root the fine roots are sort of the workforce down there yes
0: exactly okay. they're the individuals doing all the actual labor got it the bigger roots those are there as the conductors those are the the huge systems of transport taking things up which is you know again that's the system of transport that this article talks about those are the things that the tree is actually using to get all the stuff that the workers provide to the rest of the tree gotcha and When those workers can no longer get their job done because of soil compaction, because of poisoning, because of competition, lack of nutrients for whatever reason, then the tree is like, okay, something's wrong. I am not getting what I need and or Mm -hmm. I can't actually grow to get what I need because – I'm not getting enough nutrients. I'm not getting enough water, something like that. The root hairs cease to function. When they cease to function, they can't put up stuff to the leaves. The leaves, where photosynthesis is taking place, can't actually function either because they're not getting enough resources from the ground. So then photosynthesis starts to slow down. When photosynthesis slows down, carbohydrate Mm. production slows down. When you don't have enough carbohydrates, you then can't put out the rest of everything that you need and get it all and support your entire system. When your entire system is lacking of support, it becomes this um, this self-perpetuating kind of thing. And this will happen in year one. Then in year two, the growth will slow down. The tree will say, okay, let's not put on diameter. Let's take away our shoot elongation ah. and let's just focus on carbohydrates and storage.
1: Because it it says we are re- Ooh, we're stretched a little thin. Mm-hmm. So let's not worry about those low-priority things. Yes. Let's put a little more effort into the higher-priority things. Yeah. Because when those are working, the lower-priority things will fall into place, potentially. Precisely. You know, you could could take out the last three minutes of this episode Uh out of context and put it over, like, footage of, like... Um 1920s like blue collar workers and factories. Yeah, put some patriotic music over it. <laughs> and pitch it to the, the pro-union people. Oh,
0: yeah, most definitely, yeah. Just take a union and make it into a tree kind of metaphor. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Like, yeah, see how the rest of your business completely fails when you don't support the individuals at the, on the ground level? Very good. Dude, that's so perfect, Alex. Yeah,
1: Down in the soil. Right?
0: Yeah, down in the soil, getting um. dirty, eating fungus. You see what you're putting us through? They're
1: having mushrooms for lunch down there. Wait, are we talking about the roots of the? people? Yeah, yeah,
0: wait, isn't that a good thing? Thing? <laughs> mushrooms are kind of nice right i don't know
1: um, i want to i want to make a clarification Please. when you when or maybe just like enlighten something a little bit when you you say soil compaction yeah it's bad for fine roots yeah because these fine roots they go into little cushy places in soil soak up nutrients and water right
0: and oxygen
1: and oxygen Oh, that's the big one, I guess. Yes. You can can have really compacted wet soil, but Uh you can't have really compacted soil with a ton of air in it. Exactly.
0: Well, actually, most of the time, if it's compacted, it doesn't have either water or air. Because the compaction is essentially when you take away all the pore space within a soil. Sure, and that then makes it so that you have less water and less oxygen availability in the in the soil where the roots are
1: that soil absorbs water less yes precisely okay mm-hmm. uh, uh, or not not as well yeah okay so uh, I'm also thinking like mechanically. Uh Uh-huh. Do the fine roots, they like hit a wall and they're like, it's too fucking compacted. Yes. I can't get into there. Exactly. Okay. Those are the
0: two biggest issues. When they do get compacted, that is, uh, there's a little thing on the top of roots, they call it like, uh, it's the root cap and it's almost like this, this digging section of a root where it's like this, this hyper, like kind of a little bit stronger section on a little root. Wow. So that it can push through, like physically, you can see videos of like microscopic roots literally just snaking their way through aggregate of some kind. Very cool. And they have to have like this protective kind of layer of cells on the top to kind of get bashed into A things. A little hard hat. A little hard hat. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Hey,
1: the pro-union thing continues. It
0: continues. <laughs> and then it would hit something and kind of turn left, turn right, and kind yeah. of keep going. That's called, uh, I think it's... Um, uh, hold on, hold on. Ooh. It will come. <gasps> what is ground in soil in that kind of thing in oh geo geomorphism, geomorphism, mm. geothigmomorphism something like that. Geothigmorphism. It's essentially the 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 movement of uh, no geotropism. That's oh. what it is. Where, like
1: phototropism,
0: exactly. Where, where the tree is growing out towards the light. Mm-hmm. Geotropism. I think it's geotropism. We're just gonna stick with it. Okay. Um. It's the roots growing down, and yeah. then they hit something, and then they turn left. There's a bunch of different morphisms uh, and tropisms. Like thigmomorphogenesis is literally the movement of you know the roots and things down the ground, and the branches up and the thing. Yep. There's a lot of them, and Animorphs. they're all the anamorphism, when a tree turns into a lizard and then solves turns crimes. Turns into a little boy. Exactly. It's really beautiful. <laughs> it's a really good thing
1: um, oh my gosh I just had a great idea go I could maybe edit this out if you want me to I but don't it, care let's we'll take a short break for a, for a, an art idea for All this right. podcast okay. I don't know maybe merch maybe something else
0: uh-huh
1: uh-huh anamorphs but not Anna dendromorphs
0: dendromorphs you and
1: me morph It would, like in the old like anamorph novel cover yes turning into trees
0: <laughs> oh man everyone of our generation would be like yes yeah sick.
1: dendromorphs let's do it I'll find I'll find somebody. I'll find someone. <laughs> oh my god! I love this. <laughs> it down. Please do. So we talked about we're talking about fine roots, exactly. their ability to get into compacted soil. Precisely, that is a, that's a big precipitator of, thing. of death.
0: Exactly. Funny thing, you can see this most especially with young trees if you just plant them because when you dig a hole and you plant your tree, then you backfill the soil back in. That's usually kind of cushy soil, like unless it's like tamped down oh. like really hard. Yeah. it's usually pretty nice. However, cuz it's recently
1: moved around. Exactly. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um it's like whenever you uh you like there's a crime that happens and everyone's like like oh the, all that soil is clearly different where you buried <laughs> right. that body, right. you know? It's it, that's because there's way more soil space. It doesn't pack in. It's like it, literally anything you get in a package and you try to put it back in that package yeah. and it's just fat and like how did it fit in this box to begin totally, with? Totally. Yeah. I'm thinking it's about same like
1: thing. sleeping bags.
0: Yeah, sleeping bags and like um I'm thinking like a floaty of some kind. Oh my God, yeah. yeah. So it's the same thing with soil. (laughs) It, It just has a bunch more space in it and you just can't pack everything back in perfectly. However, on the outside of that hole, all the soil is still perfectly in place. So if it's compacted, the roots will hit, the side and then turn left or right and then they'll circle around often just as if they're in a pot so you can have in really severe cases a newly planted tree that just develops roots as if it's still planted inside of a pot like a root ball exactly and it can't get out of That's that soil fascinating. space. Fascinating. I've had that happen where a tree did that. They planted it, I think, four or five years before I came and took a look at it. Uh-huh. And you could move the tree as if it was just recently planted. Wow. Not only that, but water couldn't escape either. So when you planted it, when we dug down on a dry day, uh-huh. water was pooled at the bottom of this hole where the tree was. So it was the tree was totally fine. It was getting plenty of water. There was oxygen because a lot of the roots grew up over the top of this hole oh. but you could just move the tree really easily and it wouldn't wow. uh it, you, it didn't get out of its actual planted hole it's crazy
1: so because the production of fine roots is second on the priority list yeah those roots instead of being like "Huh, we can't go anywhere huh, we're gonna die they climbed out of the the thing they were in yeah
0: essentially they just
1: geotropism
0: yeah they think. followed they they follow wherever resources grow so okay. trees um trees don't grow no root grows to find something they only grow in the presence of the thing that's beautiful the, i know isn't it nice grow in the presence don't don't seek
1: don't do not seek just yeah. grow in the presence of uh
0: dirt resources yeah resources funny thing though uh the only thing that does seek is a radical
1: oh and of course as we all know a radical i know this hold on you got this i think i get radical and taproot mixed
0: up uh they're the same thing essentially you got it I I say essentially, but the radical is the root equivalent of the cotyledon. It's that very first root that grows down. Okay, that's taproot. Exactly, it is the taproot. It's what forms the initial taproot because it has the energy and it needs to go find all the resources and establish itself. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're doing fine. It's using whatever that seed produced.
1: So the radical is... Uh the first taproot.
0: Because yes. their other
1: taproots will grow, right? Um,
0: well, we should get away from the idea of taproots. Yeah, I don't know um, what this means, I guess. Um essentially the taproot is um it's a dandelion. That you know you dig a dandelion up, uh-huh. it has that huge long thing, a carrot, a parsnip. Uh-huh. Those are all taproots. Where it's this big long yeah, yeah. Oh, root yeah, 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 that yeah. grows straight down, right?
1: Yeah. Oh a carrot literally is a taproot. It is, you
0: we're eating the taproot, Yes. Yeah. Okay. So a taproot is that one big thing and most trees just simply don't have it. Many of them though start with it because again, the small tree, the taproot is growing down and then it sends out things left and right. Um, hickories are a great example mm-hmm. of this where when they're young, they do have a taproot because that's the roots growing down to find the resources. And then it grows out once it has them in the top, two to three feet of soil up to four feet at very most most of the time um but then by the time the roots start to grow outwards the taproot just kind of disappears it kind of
1: becomes inert and just sort of like dissolves into the soil
0: well imagine more that the uh the pipes then get bigger because roots grow every year as well Mm. so imagine you just draw a line straight down That's your tap root. Okay. Then you draw a line uh, alternating one, two, three, four, five coming off the side. Okay. Now make each one of those bigger the ones that grow off to the side. Mm-hmm. At some point, as you kind of draw extra lines on the side, like basically trace around that with like a quarter inch and then do that again, then do that again, then do that again, yes. it gets bigger and bigger to the point where if you're looking at this as a big mashup, the the, the main taproot just kind of disappears. The hunk of wood. Exactly, it just becomes a continuation of root A going to root B and that kind of thing. Got it. So it's not so much that it becomes inert, it just kind of morphs and changes into the central rib that every other or the central vein that everything else kind of goes into at the very top it then becomes the stem
1: i gotcha. you so the, okay. I, i'm sorry to spend so much time on this when it's not really the topic but this, is,
0: this is the topic we got we, we first have to know how trees grow before we know how trees die yeah, fair enough um
1: so the tap i just want to encapsulate Go for I'm it. Very stuck on this for some reason. It's a
0: it's a concept that's very ingrained in people. Yeah. Like I hear this all the time. People say, Oh, well, what about the tap root? And I'm like, Well it's hard to explain, but let me just say it doesn't exist.
1: So what was the thing that you said was the cotyledon of the roots? Radical. The radical. Yeah is a taproot
0: it, it is essentially that okay correct.
1: and it grows down yep and then other tap roots grow off of that or other no. roo- just other roots just
0: other roots these would be lateral roots lateral a taproot tap would be uh best defined as one single root that grows straight down yes
1: got it okay the lateral roots grow mm-hmm. off of that yeah those lateral roots put on rings Uh uh-huh they get bigger
0: well they don't put on rings they don't grow in the same way as branches do they're uh biologically and physio uh, physiologically they're different
1: i think i understand that yeah but they're but they're getting thicker and bigger correct they're growing exactly those are the ones that you'll find breaking up sidewalks Uh okay yeah and like sticking out of the buttress base like this big weird yeah those are the
0: arteries essentially yeah
1: okay and off of those uh-huh. grow your fine roots. Exactly.
0: Your smaller veins and arteries and okay. then your capillaries. Got it. Yes. So then if wow. you start Ooh, to that
1: the vein thing is really good. Right?
0: It really does help yeah. right, to like figure out and like imagine what it looks like. That's I mean great. and honestly, if you look at this, people have done this um, kind of comparison of like what your lung looks like. It ha- they has like a dendritic yes. form. Yes. Where your lungs have these big things that then go into smaller things go into the smaller things and those little tiny things absorb the air and oxygen right. and have that transfer. Same thing happens with roots where those tiny little root hairs absorb the water, the nutrients that are in that water as well as oxygen because they have to do respiration. So the last big thing here is photosynthesis is taking carbon dioxide and water adding sunshine and turning that into a simple sugar or a carbohydrate and oxygen. Mm. The oxygen goes away. Flip that chemical equation around and you essentially have respiration. Right. Where you take that simple sugar, add oxygen into it, and then that's a combustion equation which the definition of produces carbon dioxide and water. Mm-hmm. So, if you are down in the roots, you're doing your respiration, and then all of a sudden you get super compacted, now your water and oxygen is at an all-time low. Yeah. But all of a sudden, you can't give water up to the leaves to do photosynthesis. Photosynthesis decreases. You also can't get very much oxygen to do respiration, so now your work is truncated. You can't work mm. as hard to actually do these things. That year, the tree puts on a bud. The next year, when that bud pops, that bud is putting out a very short leader, a very small elongated stem, because that tree got stressed the year before. Right. If the conditions don't improve, or if the tree can't overcome those conditions, then you end up getting that happening again <coughs> and again. All of the resources stored in the previous however many years are depleted. You're not able to keep up however much you need to support yourself, and you die. So the last of it is, if you cannot support the rest of the functions of your, your body, then you die. That's yeah. essentially what it is, and that's what happens with trees. So, so for
1: an or, like you say, a tree is dying until, a tree isn't, a tree is dying up until it's
0: dead. Uh, a
1: tree lives until it's dead. Yes, a that's, tree, that's what it was. Yes, a tree, a tree is tree's alive, alive until, until it's
0: dead. dead. Right. Yes.
1: So really what you mean by that? Technically, uh-huh. is this list of priorities?
0: Yes, and so
1: uh, that tree is still alive mm-hmm. until that respiration is impossible, and then it's dead. Precisely. But a tree could be respiring uh-huh. and look like shit. Yeah, and be like on it on like a like almost like a nurse log, but technically still be alive. Yeah, but as soon as it stops respiring, then the tree's
0: dead. Yes, exactly. And okay. usually, you can tell when that happens when it either doesn't produce any new growth um, on anything, right. and the tree essentially says, "Well, I I can't put out any more leaves." It gives up the ghost. You also can tell if all the leaves come out and then it turns brown, turns brown, and, and just. Keels over right there. Oh,
1: because those are its last year's resources exactly. coming out. It has no resources to
0: support it. Precisely. Oh wow. So you're like, wow. Okay, that's really rough. It's quite sad case. It is, I don't but know why. there's one more wrinkle to add in. Is that sometimes because trees are compartmented creatures, mm. this could happen everywhere except one branch. Right. Uh, the bristlecone pines are the perfect example where they mm. have this segmented growth pattern, where if everywhere else this um, these connections between the, uh, the soil, the roots in the soil, the conducting tissues going up, the branches and the leaves coming out, if everywhere else on the tree dies except for one branch, maybe even like one group of leaves, yeah. one group of roots and one connective bark tissue going up, then that tree's technically still alive.
1: Here's some philosophy for you. Please. Some tree philosophy. Ah. Philosophy? Nah, we can do Eh, that. I like it. There's got to be, after two years, (laughs) we've got to evolve beyond turning E syllables into the word tree. (laughs) Oh, Alex. (laughs) Do we? It's always the lowest hanging fruit.
0: And I will say, if we do take another tree analogy, um, once a tree finds something that works, they just do it forever until it stops working, so... I don't know. Oh, I, I, we I, I see. We might just keep going until nah, it stops working. That doesn't
1: work for me, pal. Yeah,
0: until until our last <laughs> Patreon subscriber ends their pledge. Well, the podcast isn't
1: dead until it's <laughs> until it's dead. dead. Um <laughs> so oh shit, was what was I gonna say? I distracted myself. Sorry, um, tree philosophy. Yes. How about this case? Okay. Well, tree philosophy. Let's say a bristlecone pine. Uh-huh. <clears throat> that thing is like so fucking old, yeah, and just looks so dead, yeah. I mean, it's like it's almost like petrified, right? Mm-hmm. Not li- not in the tree sense. I yes,
0: know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha.
1: And it's got this little branch coming off at some point, uh-huh. with five or six leaves. Yep, and they look really healthy. Mm-hmm. Needles, I guess, at that point. Yeah,
0: well, there are leaves. Yeah, you got you yeah. good.
1: And it's that part of the tree is alive, but it's say it's let's say it's compartmentalized. Yeah, is that? Tree alive, yes. or is that limb alive? Well, because it's not. Yeah, is it, is it getting resources from the rest of the tree? You know, what, you, just, no. you know what I'm saying.
0: Well, well, and that is the big question. That is last week or last, uh, um, the last episode we had mm-hmm. was all about. Um, like what exactly does it mean to be dead or alive? And we talked about like humans or animals where if you if you, one part is is dead, like we can't just if our toe is still alive, yes. we are still alive, that's not how that works because yeah. our toe once disconnected dies, you know Yeah. so there's not a good analogous here. so we have to kind of uh, again take ourselves out of our conventional idea of what it is you. to be dead or alive I got you and then say yes that whole tree um let let me le- help you kind of imagine it um let's go back 3000 years and you see the entire tree. It's full, not a single dead branch mm-hmm. on it. And then you watch in fast forward over the next 3,000 years, how bit by bit gets hit by lightning. You know, there's an ice storm. There's yeah. wind that comes. Uh, this <laughs> soil erodes. And it dies over here, then over there, then over there. Right. And you watch where it goes to just that one section of leaf. Mm-hmm. When you can see the whole picture, you can be like, well, yeah, that's still the same tree. That's just the last vestige of it. It's not, it's not a new thing that's grown up. The DNA in this case is the exact same, but it's just that one section of it that's still alive. I, I,
1: I can, I, I get what you're saying. I I think I'm thinking more specifically about compartmentalization.
0: Uh huh. Okay. Like
1: once it compartmentalizes, it's not, it's not that branch. Once it compartmentalizes off of that tree it's not communicating with the rest of that tree anymore. But yeah. I guess it is still that tree, I mean, technically. Yeah, yeah, DNA-wise and, and uh, everything.
0: And this is a curious thing. So it compartmentalizes itself so it's still alive. So when, in this case for a bristlecone pine, that one strap of bark compartmentalizes on the edges. So basically it shuts all of the sides. Right. So nothing can get in and nothing can get out. It's just, <laughs> just living. Just like Willy Wonka's factory. It's just like the Nobody factory. Nobody ever comes in.
1: And nobody ever comes out. Be careful! And he rolls his little rickety
0: carving yeah. knives away. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I love I love Gene Wilder.
1: I love that guy. Yeah. I'm 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 I love the the knife the, salesman. The old guy. Yeah. The tinkerer. Yeah. But I also love Gene Wilder.
0: Well, so imagine uh, if we then if let's say this is going to be a six thousand year old tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we then. Assume that the conditions remain fine for this tree. Mm. Um, the compartmentalization process is only the shutting off of everything. Okay, but when you have just that one strip, the the bark will basically. Uh, let's say if you hold your hands flat out in front of you, yeah, um, kind of up like you're you're putting them on the side of your face, in which vogue. is kind of out. Yes, exactly. In vogue, um, do that. But then imagine that um, every year the uh, hold on i'm trying to take hands down everyone i th- <laughs> <laughs> i was like this is not going to be easy to easy to show sometimes the
1: visual <laughs> metaphor is a flop and that's it, okay exactly what you're saying i think okay. is that if you see that branch alive uh-huh. there is a strip of cambium going down to the root system
0: exactly and every year that cambium is going to grow outwards along the edge of the old dead wood just a little bit
1: outward yeah so it's regrowing
0: exactly now th- let's think about this again let's go back uh, some years if you have a, a branch on a, on a tree and you cut that branch off mm-hmm. it's you cut it off right next to the stem or right next to the main main stem it will slowly but surely cover over that branch right that's the compartmentalization of um, of damage and uh, disease yeah. in trees. Where if you've ever seen like a donut hole on a tree, and you're like, oh, that looks really weird. Where it looks like this perfect circular butthole kind of thing. Yes. That is All right. the new. Oh, trust me. You'll see and you'll be like, yeah, that looks just like a butthole.
1: <laughs> donut works fine for Yeah, okay. Me.
0: Well, donut is when it's not quite at a butthole stage. Like, I also don't like stages. thinking of donuts
1: and buttholes <laughs> in the same thought.
0: Well, Alex, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> uh, this is a tree podcast. And we're talking about buttholes and donuts. How's this here?
1: We are millennials. We you know are, what they say about right? millennials?
0: <laughs> um, the doughboys
1: thing about millennials. Oh, is what do they say? They love eating ass. <laughs>
0: Good for us. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, we're happy.
1: You see a butthole, that is a compartmentalized exactly. Uh, scar. Exactly.
0: So the like tree the tree will uh will grow over the damaged uh wood ever so slowly, so it'll cover over that hole. And what I the thing I was doing with my hands, they call it ram's horns, where if your hands are flat, and there's a little space between them, essentially curve your fingers mm-hmm. inwards towards themselves. And then once those your knuckles kind of touch, that is when you are the tree has now grown over. So it grows out, but it grows out at every possible direction. Right. So if the direction is also left and right, then it's gonna do that and slowly grow up on one side, out on the other, out on the other, out on the other, and you get this curved new tissue growing over. Um, it's hard to describe exactly, so hopefully we'll, we'll do this maybe live sometime. You guys can all join Patreon uh, at the $15 tier and see us do this with our hands. Uh, nice um, case. But the idea is, <laughs> thank you, Alex. The idea is that... Um, if you have a, a small wound on the tree, it will grow over that small wound. Yeah, we do the same thing. Yeah, but well, no, we don't because we oh. grow new skin in oh. that area. Trees will not grow new skin. They only will produce bark from existing bark and they will seal over the wound. They'd never heal over the wound. That's the fun thing that people in tree things say i see yes so you i i have a scratch on my hand Mm -hmm. that scratch will scab the new skin will grow and it will be like nothing ever happened most of the time trees will only say okay once a year (laughs) all the skin around that wound will grow in just a little bit until that wound is completely sealed it's
1: it's like our skin stretching closed Um, to 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 reach each other over a scar yeah
0: kind of like that or like putting on a new layer of skin every year until until we get a enough to cover everything. Right. So, it, to get back to this uh the metaphor with the bristlecone pine, that is the same process except the wound is the entire tree. Okay. So, it will slowly grow outwards yeah. and get wider and wider and wider given the perfect opportunity and time, it will grow over the entire wounded tree and then just start regrowing new everything because it will yeah. set some buds and all that kind of stuff.
1: That's miraculous. Isn't I mean, that crazy? It, does
0: that happen, Casey? You know, mean, It seems
1: like uh, it would happen in you know, in a vacuum, but yeah. it lives in a real world. And especially the bristlecone and pine lives in pretty harsh conditions. Right.
0: What usually happens is that that section will just continue to grow and yeah. then get longer and wider a little bit. But once it gets to like the other side of the tree, it just, it wouldn't ever get there. It would just continue to build on the, the new section.
1: I mean, it's got know? its priorities case.
0: Exactly. So once it resets itself and it kind of says, <laughs> okay, now I I'm storing enough and I, I am making enough that I can start doing these other things. Then it starts to do that again, and then it just regrows a new tree um, from that one living section. Wow! This also happens with trees that uh, that grow asexually, where the whole top bit dies, but then it resprouts like a um, aspen or a cottonwood. Mm. Um, redwoods do this, that yes. kind of thing.
1: Fairy rings. Is exactly. That what you're to? That's, ex- that's exactly right. Casey's talking about you cut you you cut like imagine a perfect stump. Yeah new shoots will start to shoot out along the edge of that stump where the can be
0: Yeah, and then the tree will slowly but surely try to cover over that wound, which is the essential head of the old tree.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So the, that is how a tree will continue to live, and that's why I say it's not dead mm. until it's dead. Because that one living section, if you compare it to what it once was, that tree is on its last breath. Like it's <sighs> almost dead. But... It doesn't die. Still alive. Then it will regrow, and you can have a tree that lives for 5,000 years. Allegedly, what, nine or 10,000 years with little Nico, that um, uh, Norway spruce. Oh, that's right. They're always like, yeah, this is a, a. this thing has been re-sprouting from the same root system and layering for literally 10,000 years
1: we should have an episode about that
0: yeah we should I think well I think we already did that that species of tree but we can we can talk about that that specific uh no 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 that was a a Norway spruce spruce. I'm sorry i
1: you literally just said that. <laughs> I know. I was thinking of
0: Pando, and I got oh, a little confused yeah. in my head. Um, okay. Anyway, so we'll round this off saying that that is that's essentially the the theory and the the philosophy behind what I you know how I say that. And you can also have trees that rebound. So if a tree is dying, like it is slowly vigor or losing vigor, mm-hmm. then if you can reset the the conditions, essentially the soil conditions, then ninety percent of the time, no, nah, I, I shouldn't even. I'm not even gonna say I, I, I scratch that from the record. Sometimes the tree can rebound because you're essentially giving it the opportunity to find all these new resources Mm-mm. and like say, oh gosh, the soil is now so much nicer. I can start putting in my little root hairs and building up my stores again. Once it's stores are built back up, the tree's back to normal function.
1: Let's round off the discussion yeah. with a quick burning question I have. Ooh. But I do think we'll be good. And it sort of puts a positive light on this whole right. discussion of death. Yeah, let's do it. Well, I also don't know if I want to even call tree death
0: death. I think we should. Yeah, we got to. It's just um, uh, I don't know. What would it be then, Alex? <sighs> like tree death. I, th- I think it's fine to What's, say that because I can. I mean, when I go out and look at a tree and I'm like, oh, yeah, that tree's dead.
1: Well, that you say that because that's what you've been taught to say and you've been saying it forever.
0: Yes. Correct
1: that's a social thing
0: yeah and And it's also learn to
1: talk about it
0: we humans have a conception of death and Uh, we we have to when we see something that's dead we're like if it's a living animal it's an insect you know if it's something like that it's very easy to say yeah it's dead but then but if a tree is really just a component of a forest like a a lung cell is a component of a human body Mm. then when a tree dies, it's like, well, the forest is still alive, so like, yeah, a tree died, but then when you take it out of that, and we talked about this the last time as well, if it's a city street tree, that's not connected necessarily to a giant forest in the traditional sense. So I could go outside and say, yeah, that tree is dead. Right. Cut that tree down and plant a new tree. It's
1: lineage has ended. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so dramatic. Um yeah well, what, Yeah, what's your question? It's, oh, I I have a pitch for the what to call trees oh, when they're, oh, quote, okay, dead. Okay. What about they just cease to function? I think that's, that's fair. It's a yeah, non-functioning yeah. It, tree. It, that
0: that tree is now uh, it's no longer functioning as itself. I think that would be the right thing.
1: As itself.
0: Yeah, because it will still function as a part of everything else. Right. So insects will get into it, and birds will get into it. Animals will live in in it. Fungus, all these things. It's
1: really beautiful, isn't yeah. it, Casey? Uh, so
0: a tree, a, so a tree that is no longer alive, it has simply ceased living for itself is that what we said
1: Ooh, see, oh i was i said see, cease living uh functioning for yes itself. okay
0: cease functioning for itself yeah it's eh, that's functioning, good functioning as itself it's retired yes <laughs> well that's a retired tree you can oh. leave it or you can kill it <laughs> <Or> <laughs> knock it down um
1: here is my little question okay and it, it's almost like uh, this is annoying because we've wrapped such a perfect bow on this episode. No. And now this is just like a random little question <laughs> I have.
0: Yeah, I love that, Alex. I you know, know that. you love it. Uh, I'm turn-
1: I'm, you're rubbing off on me, Casey. Yes. Do, I wrote down in my little notebook here, do trees grow proportionately?
0: Interesting.
1: So when a tr- when a li- I'm thinking particularly of primary growth. Okay. Tree puts out a limb. Mm-hmm. Will that limb always grow out proportional to gr- growing in diameter? No. So that could be like a really long, skinny uh, limb. Yeah that never grows any bigger diametrically.
0: Yeah, well, it would it would go very, very slowly because this is actually now becoming a conversation, um, or that question is focused more on, let's assume the tree's doing fine, like it's just a normal, yeah. healthy tree. Yeah. That is actually related to the stresses that that branch feels. Remember how we talked about an open-grown hmm. tree versus a forest-grown tree? Same age, but the open-grown tree would be really wide and way shorter whereas a forest grown tree will be really skinny and really tall.
1: Oh, because of uh competition. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And it develops resource uh allocation. Tapered,
0: precisely. So. Yeah. And there's different forces on it where a tree that's in the open that's right. gets bashed by everything. Sure. A tree in a forest has its buddies to help bash with.
1: Yes. If a bristlecone pine grew in a lush forest, it would probably be a fucking monster. It would be
0: super tall and straight. Yeah. Exactly. So in in this question it also happens with branches so if a branch is growing out and it is leaning on something mm. I've actually seen this where a branch comes out hits another branch that's growing at maybe a 90 degree angle for whatever reason mm. and then it kind of rests on it huh. the branch from the branch I'm sorry the branch that is growing out our subject branch <laughs> um, where it is resting between the stem where it starts and the branch that it's resting on huh is really skinny like unhealthily skinny ah because it wow okay and then everything beyond its resting branch is really thick because that's the part that's moving around everything behind it just isn't moving funny so it's essentially strong enough
1: wow trees are very good like organizers of resources
0: they react instantly to everything that happened so amazing! they're so in the
1: moment they are
0: man this is i think this whole uh talk has given us a lot of fun philosophical things we're gonna have to listen through here and come up with a bunch of our like uh sayings and quotes and like ideas
1: yeah we'll wake up tomorrow morning and read the list and be like this is dumb what are we what why did we think this was good no
0: way we're gonna write uh we're gonna write some some kind of philosophical conservation or like uh, uh yeah my What can we learn from trees? You know? You're just
1: not self effacing enough, Casey. (laughs) Exactly.
0: I also. (laughs) Noah, yeah, it's because I.
1: Every time I try to put us.
0: No, it's going to be great. This is is why our dynamic works. I believe in our ideas, Alex.
1: You're the poo, I am the Eeyore and we make the oh, best of yeah, friends. Oh yeah, that
0: is true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not
1: Eeyore. I'm more like Piglet if anything.
0: Uh, okay, I think that's fair. I was going to say Eeyore is a, a, a bit of an extreme case. Yes.
1: Mm. He's an extremist.
0: Yeah. The uh, I'm reading for those of you who are surprised, me too, um a Sand County Almanac by Aldo Leopold. Okay. I've had it. Are you familiar with really?
1: it? No. Is it? Is it what it sounds like?
0: Um, no, it's not. It okay. is Otto uh, Leopold is the the writer whose whose book because he only has the one I think is on the same shelf as Thoreau and John Muir and things Ooh. like that, like the old transcendentalist conservationist kind of authors. Okay. But he wrote in the nineteen forties, mm. and he. Is like the father of conservation and like wilderness in the United States. Wow, what's his name? Aldo Leopold. And most people, if you uh, study conservation or anything like that, you've certainly heard of Aldo Leopold. It's like Aldo Leopold, uh, John Muir are the two big ones, and then everyone always goes back to Thoreau because Thoreau kind of had his idea of like living out in the woods on Walden Pond, which was like you know stone's throw from his parents' house in Massachusetts. These kinds of things. He
1: presented his uh, his idea in more poetry, right? Thoreau.
0: Yeah, and also he did it in the mid 1800s, so everyone was like, "What? That's right. crazy!" So then. And then, you know fast forward 50 wow. years at a time the most recent one um rather okay during the 1940s was aldo leopold mm-hmm. and um so his uh, book is called a sand county almanac mm. and it's just like essays on conservation wow. about you know his area and like his ideas and things and like you know you read some people and you've heard about him for years and you're kind of like okay i'm finally gonna pick this book up and like read through it and it doesn't quite match your expectations (laughs) he is so quotable like really he's got so many little like like ideas and like little one-liners and little jabs you're just like yes he talks a whole chapter about it's uh, i think it's called a man's leisure time (laughs) and he's essentially uh describing what is and is not a hobby it's so good because he's like he's like yeah essentially uh if you're doing it for like health profit or something else it's not a hobby it's like an exercise and raising dumbbells is not something like it's just it's so good and i was just reading through it this on this trip i didn't quite finish it and i'm just like this guy so i think i I think we're on that level is where we're at alex is we are we're on the level of coming up with these philosophical theories that we can write down in a cohesive way, uh, way better than this episode because you know, someone's <laughs> got to read through this and then people will be like, yeah, these two philosophers wrote this interesting book about, um, what it, like what one can learn from a tree or how mm. trees are different than humans and their conception of life.
1: But, uh, don't, don't listen to their mainline episodes. Those are a little, <laughs>
0: don't worry about that. That, that. that that's not their real stuff. If you want the real thing. Join their Patreon. It's behind the paywall.
1: (laughs) Well, Casey. There you go. Thank you for this discussion about tree death or tree non-functioning. You are
0: welcome. Anything anything to wrap the perfect bow on it all. Yeah. Anything that uh, essentially starts this sequential process of a tree not being able to get the carbohydrates it needs in order to respire yeah that is what causes a tree to die it could be mechanical it could be over time it could be uh, a lack of sunlight it Mm. could be a lot of different things but those at the very end of the day that is what kills a tree and a tree will fight it and and minimize and fire all of its employees until its very last cell before you can actually call that tree dead and it will do everything to not die
1: you know, when we first started this podcast, mm-hmm. I had a perspective of trees that is, that was vastly different mm. from my perspective that I have now. Okay. Um, I think I sort of just like minimized their, not only their environmental importance, but they're like, I don't know emotional significance oh, yeah. and sort of what they mean to people and mm-hmm. what we can learn from you. You'd always say we can learn a lot from trees. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's just Casey.
0: <laughs>
1: Sorry, but that's how I <laughs> That's felt.
0: okay. No, no, trust me. I, just, I get that a lot.
1: It sounds like, it sounds like a Caseyism. you know, that, that basically means nothing. Yeah. But not to say that you, you say a I, lot of things that mean nothing. Yes.
0: I feel where you're coming from. Thank you.
1: <laughs> but after, <laughs> two years, you have to uh, after two years, be careful. After two years, <laughs> plus of learning about trees they are just wildly inspiring and f- their processes are full of great like takeaways that we can apply metaphorically huh. or literally to our lives as humans sweet of you to say i just think <laughs> I don't know who i'm complimenting here i guess <laughs> I you think, and trees or
0: I, I don't know either but i i felt compelled to be like thank you okay yeah
1: that's f- I'm, not gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna
0: i don't want to take credit for it either
1: i will give you that okay um yeah i just i i'm really f- i i think lately and i'm really feeling trees and i'm really i feel really very interested i go through phases yeah, right sure. i think if we had a music a, a music podcast you would go through phases where you were like, mm. I don't give a fuck. What does any of this have to do with me? Yeah, yeah. But lately, I'm like, hey, whew.
0: here's some piece of music and you're I'm, just like, yes, I'm, and you go down this hole. Yes, yeah. I'm
1: feeling, I'm feeling trees. I'm Excellent, feeling the significance. Alex.
0: That makes me feel so good. Well, wonderful, Casey. Yeah.
1: Um, and I, I'm sorry to end on this overly
0: sentimental note. <laughs> Never apologize.
1: I guess it's better than ending ab- uh, about death.
0: Yeah, Not, I think, not yeah, to say
1: that death is bad. No,
0: this is a happy, uh, a more bright way to end our conversation uh, of two parts on death.
1: I think so, too. Okay, there so you go. Yeah, we needed, we needed a little extra epilogue of, of joy. To, yeah, exactly. We had uh, two full hours of death talk.
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry, everyone.
1: Uh, thank you, everybody, so much for listening to this. Um, If you liked this little mini-series, let us know, and we'll do more. Let us know. I've been thinking about the Patreon a lot lately, and I would love more feedback on what you guys want to hear about, you the listener.
0: Oh, yeah. Um,
1: And, I mean, shit, you're paying money for this. Let's give... Tell us what to talk about. Yeah. We don't do, like, sponsored content on the mainline feed. Or the Patreon. We're not going to have somebody pay us to talk about a certain topic. Yeah, yeah. But... We'll do it for you guys Because you're not corporations Exactly <laughs> You're just fans of our show So if you want to hear more about something Give us some ideas We're totally open to, to everything
0: Yeah, we'll make a post That way we can say Hey, ideas, here we'll That That's a great a idea
1: Yes, one. I'll pin it To the top yes. of the page And uh, because I'm going to take the, the currently pinned post away Which is the Q&A oh, call
0: Because yeah.
1: we're going to record that Pretty soon here It's going to be a lot of fun Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Completely Arboretum. We will see you next time. Goodbye.
0: Au revoir. Completely Arbitrary is produced by Alex Croson and Casey Clapp.
1: Our artwork is by Jillian Barthold, and our music is by Aves and the Mini Vandals.
0: And you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash arbitrarypod.
1: And find additional readings at completelyarbitrary.com. Thanks for listening.